0: This is the Grand Tapestry Podcast, brought to you by My Family Channel. Each one of our elder's stories is a unique thread in the Grand Tapestry of American history. In this podcast, we will explore them one by one to honor them and to gain perspective through their experience. Hello and welcome to the Grand Tapestry Podcast. This is Todd Smith from My Family Channel, and we are here today with Miss Tommy Houston, from Magnolia Springs, East Louisville, in Louisville, Kentucky. And hello, Miss Tommy, how are you today?
1: I'm well, I think, to be so young.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, first of all, let's ask the question that everyone is wondering, and you've probably been asked hundreds of times, where did the name Tommy come from?
1: Well, I'm really not sure. My mother's name was Minnie Thomas, but she didn't like the name, so my dad called her Tommy. And so I think that's where my name came from. But I have had uh, fun times with it and then confusing times. (laughs) Occasionally, I get mail, Mr. Tommy Mm -hmm. Houston. And when I graduated from high school, I got all kinds of material from boys' schools wouldn't it have been fun if I'd showed up? <laughs>
0: <laughs> so that's actually your legal name.
1: That's my real name. My, oh, wow. I have a unisex name. I my middle was... name is Lynn. Okay. So I'm Tommy Lynn, and that's what I was called until I went to college. Everybody called me by my full name, but that was usual at that time.
0: Like the Tommy Lynn? Yes. That's kind that's of a what southern...
1: everybody called me.
0: Yeah. That's kind of a southern thing, isn't it? The two names Yeah Tommy Lynn. Where were you born? That you I
1: was to... born in Sulphur, Kentucky. And that's in Henry County. And it's a a very small town then and it still is, even smaller. Probably not five hundred people. Oh wow. That's pretty small. <laughs> pretty small.
0: Uh, did you grow up there as a kid?
1: No. Uh, when I think when I was about f- five years old, no, four years old, I moved to Camelsburg, which was also a very small town but twice as big as Sulphur. Mm-hmm. But when I lived in Sulphur, I lived there because my mother said she didn't like the town. Uh, and so that's we moved to Camelsburg because that's where her hometown was. And when I was growing up there, I also had a, a younger sister who is still living. And um, I was kind of a bad kid. <laughs> I can't <laughs> My imagine that. said two things I did. Um, one thing, I ran away from home a lot when I was about between two and three years old. It was a small town. And so I would walk to town, get away from home, and sit up on the porch bench with uh, anybody that came by. And my parents said that I was known to make up stories and tell tales that (laughs) were not so.
0: (laughs) When you were two or three years old? Yes. Wow.
1: And uh, so finally, because I was running away from home so much, they uh, put up a fence and a gate. And then I got stuck in the gate, and they had to take the gate apart to get me out. Oh, my gosh. So <laughs> I guess I was sort of a piece of cake to raise at that time, but I think I got better as I got older.
0: <laughs> Sounds like you were a little bit maybe high maintenance as a, yeah, uh, as a youngster.
1: I think I was.
0: <laughs> did you uh, did that settle down a little bit as you got older?
1: Well, I think it did. <laughs> I don't think I told the tall tales that I told when I was little.
0: <laughs> and where did you uh, where did you grow up when you were in school and I high school? I grew up in
1: Campbellsburg.
0: Okay, so you stayed in Campbellsburg. Which was about
1: uh, 10 miles away from there. And I went to a school. At that time, there was no kindergarten. And the building where I went to school had all 12 grades in it. Hmm. And uh, so... I graduated from high school in Campbellsburg, where I started in the first
0: grade. Now, was there a separate class and teacher for each grade?
1: Yes, the grades were on the first floor. And then when I was a freshman, I got to move up to the second floor.
0: Because, <laughs> you, you know, you hear about the one-room schoolhouse in the small towns. Is that before you, or was that even smaller towns than Campbellsburg? I'm not sure that I understood your question. Well, um, we think of schools being in these small towns a long time ago as just this one-room schoolhouse where you had all the kids together, no matter what grade they were in, one teacher, one room. Uh, No, we had uh, different
1: teachers at different grades. Okay. And in my first grade, uh, I had bad experience because I had a very elderly teacher who really should have retired. She taught my mother. oh, And she said she stayed to teach my sister and me because it felt like her grandchildren. She was never married. But the first week of school, I felt like I'd already failed because somebody threw an eraser and she didn't know who did it and nobody confessed, so she spanked us all. Oh. So I went home and told my parents I'd already gotten a spanking and I didn't do anything bad. <laughs> yeah,
0: boy, they I was do that. relieved
1: when I moved up to the third grade. She taught the first and second grade. So I was relieved when I moved to the third grade because then I had a nice teacher.
0: <laughs> well, can you imagine a teacher nowadays doing that? <laughs> that would be a
1: well i don't think she would still be there now but she was a very unusual person she started a mission church in africa and uh, helped other children but she was uh, had, she was just very disagreeable and really was not not right for small children
0: yeah that's you know interesting how i mean at such a young age you really you really don't want someone no, it's, like that. It was kind of scary. Yeah. I had one of those too. <laughs> <laughs> so, can you tell us about uh, any special memories from your childhood? Anything stick out that you want to tell a story about?
1: Well, not anything uh, really particular. I enjoyed uh, attending sports. And uh, we couldn't, didn't participate in any sports in that school because there was nothing for girls. Hmm. Now, when I got to high school, I did play volleyball, but uh, it also made us feel like second-class citizens because at that time, when we had a basketball game, you had the B team first, and then during intermission, the volleyball team played, and then the A- team played basketball. that was three ball games people had to sit through with the
0: And you were the like the halftime show.
1: Yeah, we were the halftime show. And I remember our clothes, uh, the volleyball outfits were so ugly. I'm <laughs> glad I don't have a picture of them.
0: Oh gosh. What did you all do uh, when you were teenagers? What did you do for fun?
1: Well, to have a date and go go to a movie, we had to go twelve miles in either direction. Uh, we'd go to Carrollton where they had two theaters, and then Eminence, where I later lived, they had another theater. And my date, I would cost it about thirty-five cents. It cost twenty-five cents to get in the movie, and then you'd get a coke and a candy bar after the <laughs> after the movie.
0: Twenty-five cents to get in the movie. Mm-hmm. No movies, and they're f- like fourteen bucks now, right?
1: And the first time I, before I ever started dating, though, I had a friend whose mother would not let her go out on a date unless she had a chaperone. So her date, I thought this was really crazy. The date would come by and pick me up, and we'd pick Lois up. And then the three of us would go to a movie. I don't know why the guy put up with that, (laughs) but he did. I always felt kind of funny being, you know, the third wheel, but her mother was very strict.
0: Yeah, sounds like it. In some cases, maybe not a bad idea. I don't know.
1: (laughs) And then after that, uh, she ran off with her boyfriend and got married in the middle of her college, and her parents never spoke to her again. Oh, gosh. So... That was kind of a weird situation for me, for my friend to to lose her parents that way.
0: Wow. Kind of the strictness kind of backlashed a little bit. It was terrible. Hmm. How about uh, brothers and sisters, your mom and dad? Tell us about your family a little bit. I have one
1: sister, two years younger than I am, and she's still living at home. My dad, my mother um, never worked. She was a wonderful cook and homemaker, and my dad was a country doctor. Oh wow! And uh, he—it uh, sounds strange now—but he carried a saddle in his car in case he had to ride a horse back to somebody's house. Wow! And uh, that is I so know cool. one time he made a home call up the Kentucky River, and they picked him up in a boat. And uh, that
0: is amazing. It was. So he made he not only made house calls he made horse calls
1: he made, that's right
0: <laughs> like that and yeah, he made that's
1: good. Uh, he made house calls he delivered babies in the home wow. and he had uh, two medical bags, one for his pills and the other one was uh, for his obstetrics at work
0: that is just babies. amazing I don't think there's any doctors like that today uh,
1: no, and if he were treating a family that was poor, he wouldn't charge them. Hmm. My mom kept the books at home, and at the end of each day, they would work on the books. And uh, when she set out the bills, he would go through his books and tell her who to charge. So he was not a wealthy doctor. Hmm.
0: Well, he sounds like a good doctor and a nice man.
1: Well, he was much loved.
0: Yeah. How about your husband, your children, your family life?
1: Well, my husband was a doctor also, but of course this was much later, so uh, he was a country doctor, made home calls. Also, he was head of the anesthesia department in the Shelbyville Hospital, and there he delivered babies. And at that time, he made calls at the hospital twice a day. He went in the morning to see his patients, and then he went back again at night, which is unusual. Wow. Busy. Uh, how about your kids? I have three sons. My oldest son is an attorney in Scottsburg, Indiana. My middle son is a pediatrician in Owensboro, Kentucky. And my youngest son has his own consulting business here in Louisville
0: oh good and I know you have a lot of grandchildren because you have a lot of family members on your family channel
1: I have six grandchildren and I have 13 great-grandchildren wow (laughs) (laughs) and the last two were twins
0: (laughs) busy family
1: busy very busy family
0: did you work or did you were you a stay-at-home mom
1: well, when I married my husband, uh, he was still in medical school, and so it was necessary for me to work and I had taught school the year before uh, our marriage and Then, when we moved to Louisville, I decided that I wanted to change, so I worked in the bank a while hmm. and then I went back and taught uh, English in Louisville huh. until my first child was born, and then I never worked again until I moved to Aminence where my husband started his practice, and I was a substitute teacher for 14 years just because there was nobody else to call on. Mm-hmm. But that was my favorite thing to do.
0: But you weren't mean like your teacher. You were probably nice, right?
1: <laughs> well, I, the bad thing about being a substitute teacher in Aminence you never know if you were going to teach in the grades, or a subject in high school that you weren't prepared mm. to teach, <laughs> because my college major was English and biology, which is a kind of a strange combination. But I I practiced taught
0: in English and biology. Well, let's let's talk about you have a certain flair for technology that is so interesting to us because you know, we, we made our system with a person in mind who maybe struggles with technology or finds it confusing or difficult or frustrating, which actually everyone finds technology frustrating in some way, but uh we wanted it to be very simple. And I think you've you've shown us things on our system we didn't even know well, were possible. Uh, it just happened. <laughs> so um Let's just talk about how you've seen technology evolve over the years, and you know what are your what are your thoughts and feelings about that? You think it's a good thing, or do you think I it's? I think
1: it's a wonderful thing. Okay, and I've give my sons credit for anything that I can do with my computer or cell phone. Uh, they bought me a computer, and uh, I said I'm too old and I just can't do this. And they said, yes, you are. So (laughs) they persevered. And I had a wonderful neighbor who was really good about computers and technology. And so between their help and my children, uh, I enjoy it.
0: Yeah, well, you seem to be uh, really good at it. So we're actually a a little light on programmers right now. If you need some extra money, we might want to hire you.
1: (laughs) Well, I, actually, I feel like I've just scratched the surface. I can't because occasionally I have to have some help, to, particularly with my cell
0: phone. Hmm.
1: Something happens to it, and I have to call somebody, too.
0: You know, um, we've been talking about this lately. I don't want to put you on the spot. We've been talking about the idea of having like a, um, a resident ambassador or something that Like if a new resident comes in or if anyone has a problem with our system, my family channel, there was to be another resident here who knew how to use it and was comfortable showing the new resident. Do you think you would mind being one of those people?
1: I wouldn't mind to try, but I don't feel like I'm that good.
0: Oh gosh. Well, (laughs) you know, if someone didn't understand how to how to look up the activity calendar or get their mm-hmm. messages you could show them
1: yeah i could do that
0: um yeah well sorry to put you on the spot but oh, that's all right <laughs> it just made me think of it because we've been talking Well, it about would that. be a challenge <laughs> well i think i think it would be nice to have someone that they knew you know to show them mm-hmm. instead of us who they don't know okay so knowing that this uh, will be listened to by future generations and great 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 grandkids. How would you like to be remembered by your future descendants?
1: Well, I would like to be remembered as a loyal friend, but also as a good mother and a good spouse.
0: All right. That's quite a lot. Sounds like a a very good goal for everyone to strive for. All right, Miss Tommy, any other uh, thoughts you want to share with the world and your great great grandkids <laughs>
1: well i really appreciate the family channel and the fact oh, that nice. i can see pictures of them and uh, i had just really enjoyed the fact that i can open my family channel and see what the events are of the day and also what i'm going to eat because it seems like a uh, Eating and sleeping is pretty
0: important. <laughs> <laughs> to, to everyone. Well, great. That's, we're so glad to hear that you're enjoying that. And um, we just thank you for sharing your stories with us today. And hope you have a great rest of the day. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Grand Tapestry Podcast, brought to you by My Family Channel. Please visit us at myfamilychannel.com and be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite listening directory.